From Upstate Medical University, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. Cobalt is part of vitamin B12, and our guest today is a nutrition expert who says cobalt has antioxidant and anti-inflammatory properties that are underappreciated. We have on the telephone with us from his home in Florida, Upstate Emeritus Professor Dr. Michael McGeed, who is also the Emeritus Editor-in-Chief of the journal Nutrition, the International Journal of Applied and Basic Nutritional Sciences. Thank you for talking with me today. I am delighted to be with you. So cobalt, uh, I thought cobalt was a shade of blue, but you're telling us it's part of vitamin B12. Um, yes, indeed. So what is Let it exactly? Let me tell you. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> cobalt uh, is an amazingly blue color, and to this day I still collect uh, pieces of cobalt when I glass with cobalt in it. But it also can be green, and it can be... Um, deep rose color, and a deep rose color is a cobalt hydrate or cobalt chloride. And so you can imagine we use this product in the homes uh, to detect the presence of water. So it's uh, a moisture detector um, in our homes. Now, regarding cobalt um, as a uh, to do with vitamin A, uh, excuse me, vitamin B12, we really need cobalt as an, uh, very essential for life in the minimum amounts, and is, therefore it's classified as an ultra-trace element. And it's used in the body to help absorb and process vitamin B12. So an ultra, uh, uh, it, it's, what did you say, ultra-rare? Ultra-trace Trace. Okay, so there's not, not much of part it. On, uh, yeah, and it's not part of the... Uh, uh, periodic table. It's outside the periodic table because it's an ultra, ultra trace element. So it's a it's a metal. It is a metal, and it is mined in very certain parts of the world. Uh, it is mined in uh, primarily in the Congo, in China, in Zambia, in Russia, and in Australia. And it is now found in high concentrations in these strange nodules that we all have seen on TV on National Geographic that sit at the bottom of the ocean, which are now being mined uh, in off the coast of um, islands in the Pacific. So the cobalt Even, on the bottom of the oceans, is is it being mined for nutritional use or is, is it used for other things? It's mined for other things that I'd like to get to but, uh, after we deal with the nutritional things. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so what does cobalt do in our bodies? Okay. It combines with an amino acid and therefore becomes a cobalamine, which is a coenzyme, and that is better known as B12. And B12 is essential to maintain human health because it assists in the production of hemoglobin, an essential building block of the red blood cells that carry oxygen throughout our body. Okay. And B12 helps regulate cells, uh, helps regulate cell development and therefore DNA and energy production in the body. Scoville also has uh, helps in the repair of the myelin sheath, which are the sheaths that go around nerves and protects these nerve cells. So together with uh, uh, B12, cobalt helps regulate and stimulate the body to produce certain enzyme hormones, 
including that very important hormone thyroxin, which regulates our energy in the body, thyroxin produced by the thyroid. Uh, and uh, now we are uh, discovering antioxidant and anti-inflammatory properties. Interesting. If a person uh, is deficient in their uh, cobalt or B12, how would they they know? I mean, what, what sorts of symptoms would they see in their body if they don't have enough of this? Right. The primary uh, symptomatology of cobalt uh, deficiency is B12 deficiency, which leads to something called pernicious anemia. So that uh, these individuals have very low hemoglobin, very low red blood cell counts, and therefore feel tired and fatigued all the time. And the treatment for that is to give them B12 injections every month on a, on a regular basis. Okay. Is there a danger of having too much B12 or too much cobalt in your system? Yes. Cobalt can be dangerous. Cobalt poisoning is well known in the industrial uh, era and also in every day. So let me go over some of the uh, uh, cobalt intoxication, for example, uh, occurs if you uh, breathe too much of it in into your lungs or if you swallow it or it comes in contact with the skin. And this is important in, in minors. And it is also important in the construction work because cobalt is found in, uh, in cement, in the tiles we put on our roofs, uh, and other things. Now, more recently, we've had cobalt poisoning in humans, which has occurred from the wear and tear of some cobalt chromium metal on metal, metal, on metal hip implants. Oh. And uh, these are the old implants we, uh, one used to use, and they're now being replaced by porcelain ones. So you may have friends who are having a hip replacement, and they're having old ones removed and new ones put in. Yes. In the, every day, we have cobalt allergies. And um, <clears throat> ingesting B12 ingesting too much of B12 as a vitamin, for example, can cause intractable hand eczema in some patients. Hand and eczema, in, is that like a rash? A rash, yeah, a rash on the hand, a red rash on the hand which peels off. Okay. okay? Uh, and it's limited to the palms of the hand. Um, and it's also obtained when you're in contact with... Uh, um, Cobalt is being very strong, is mixed with other um, metals to make them stronger. Primary nickel, and nickel is used a lot in uh, jewelry so that one sees women who have pierced ears, are presum presumably men now as well, and who are, who are wearing earrings uh, that are primarily nickel, which contains cobalt, and therefore show a little red ring around uh, where the ear is pierced. Uh, and that is due to uh, cobalt sensitivity or cobalt um, uh, allergy. 
Well, interesting. No. Let me let me remind yeah. listeners, this is Upstate's HealthLink on Air. I'm your host, Amber Smith, and I'm talking with Upstate Emeritus Professor Dr. Michael McGeed. He's also the Emeritus Editor-in-Chief of Nutrition, the International Journal of Applied and Basic Nutritional Sciences, and our topic is cobalt and its role in normal health. Dr. McGeed, uh, now your training, your background is as a surgeon. How did you get into nutrition? Uh, I got into nutrition because I had uh, cancer patients where the operation was successful, but the patients would uh, be malnourished and eventually succumb. So I went to MIT for three years to get a PhD in clinical nutrition to learn about clinical nutrition so that I could help my uh, patients. So I wanted to find where cobalt, what, what food sources cobalt is found in naturally. Yeah. If we eat a normal balanced diet uh, that contains fish, nuts, green leafy vegetables such as broccoli and spinach, we will get an adequate amount of cobalt for vitamin B12 production, for thyroxin production, uh, and now we are finding for antioxidant, anti-inflammatory uh, production. All right. And so most Americans do get an adequate supply in the food? Absolutely. However, there are some soils where crops are grown and uh, where the, which are deficient in cobalt. So that um, in New Zealand, where sheep were grazing, they developed a very strange uh, rash on their body, a very strange uh, rash on the body, yeah. and it was called bush sickness. And they discovered that the animals were grazing on volcanic soil which lacked cobalt salts, uh, which is essential in food chain for the animals. And also in South Australia, they found um, animals who were deficient in cobalt uh, because of the land was inefficient in cobalt, uh, insufficient in cobalt. Uh, they treated this by giving them cobalt bullets, which is cobalt uh, mixed in with clay, and they were given orally to the, to the animals. Interesting. Well, you mentioned, though, if someone is deficient, there's vitamin B12 shots or there's supplements, vitamin B12 supplements. Are there simply cobalt supplements? No. You can find them online, and they may be very toxic. So uh, this is not something that one needs to go to a food store, but one needs to go to the, or to, uh, on the Internet, one needs to go to a, um, registered dietitian or a physician who's interested in nutrition who can guide the patient where to go. Well, if someone is seeking an antioxidant or if someone's seeking sort of treatment for as an anti-inflammatory, is B12 or, or cobalt supplements, is that a good solution? Since cobalt sits in the middle of B12, it's the primary uh, source of uh, cobalt in, in, in uh, the body where it's stored in the B12. Um, there have now been some studies on individual patients who have been very septic in the ICU and in whom uh, the regular antibiotics for infection have not helped 
And therefore, physicians, primarily on the West Coast, have come up with a whole series of concoctions to treat these patients successfully, which have included B12 shots. So they're now using B12 in uh, rare instances to enhance the uh, immune system in these very dangerous disease, these superbugs that uh, that uh, resist antibody, uh, that are antibiotic resistant. Oh, interesting! And they're seeing some success with that. Yes, they are. Patients are surviving. Now, these are anecdotes. These are case reports. And really, in humans, you need to do some epidemiological observations. Um, so that one doesn't give too much because cobalt in itself is also a human cancer risk. It can cause uh, cancers, uh, and you don't want to really be involved in that field. Sure, sure. Well, you were going to talk about what else cobalt is used for. Right. I just want to add that there have been some human cases of uh, ingesting too much cobalt. And in 1966, uh, cobalt was added to stabilize the beer form in Canada. In hmm. uh, a particular form of toxin-induced, and it led to a particular form of toxin-induced cardiomyopathy, which came to be known as beer drinkers' cardiomyopathy. So, uh, yes, cobalt is regulated by the FDA. It's regulated according to its concentration required for B12, and now we're going slightly, uh, giving slightly more to fight infection uh, and to stimulate antioxidant and anti-inflammatory properties. So cobalt is no longer added to beer to reduce the foam? No. Okay. All right. It's used in industry as well, though? It's used in industry uh, for lithium batteries, for electric cars, for cell phones. Uh, and it's therefore uh, become a very precious metal, uh, and its importance as a metal will increase in time. Uh, it's also used, uh, for example, in special steels, very uh, rust-proof, high tensile steel, which comes, which we import from Australia. And so, if we have steel tariffs, uh, we are sort of hurting ourselves because we cannot produce that in this country. Wow. Well, I want to thank you for this interesting information. Um, my guest has been Dr. Michael McGeed. He's Upstate Emeritus Professor and Emeritus Editor-in-Chief of Nutrition, the International Journal of Applied and Basic Nutritional Sciences. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and talk show, HealthLink on Air.